Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're subscribed and coming back, welcome back. If you're new here, uh, welcome to episode four. I'm calling episode four, Don't Tell Me How to Live My Life, because we're kind of talking about a subject here. We started in episode three talking about pain and suffering and questioning why it might exist alongside of a Christian, benevolent, father-like God. And how can you have those two things? You can kind of think about it like in episode three, if I stub my toe on a coffee table, um, I have a couple of choices there. You know, I could, you know, shake my fist at God and in the air and say, you know, why did you put that coffee table there? Or why did you, uh, why, why did my knee kind of buckle and I tripped? And that's kind of episode three right there. But uh, here in episode four, I guess we're kind of focusing in on what happens if uh, somebody pushed you into that coffee table and you stubbed your toe. What's that like when it's not my own fault, somebody pushed me? And then taking it even deeper and really to a more uh, realistic you know, uh, level here is what happens when things that other people do um, affect me in a way that's much deeper than stubbing my toe. Uh, even on November 17th, when we're releasing this podcast, we're coming off of a weekend of uh, incredible uh, mass, uh, you know, lockdown and and worry and kind of uh, unease in Paris and in France after uh, 100 and some people, almost close to 200 people, lost their lives due to a uh, terrorist attack in Paris. Uh, at least that's what they've kind of identified it as. And it's not only Paris that has gone through this. I mean, I- I'm kind of looking at some numbers that people have tallied of, of recent you know, terrorism, violence, attacks against people. There's there's 43 lives lost in Beirut and 128 in Turkey, 131 in Yemen, 147 people in Kenya, over 2,000 people in Nigeria, and then remembering 30,000 plus in Syria. And the list could just keep going on and on of people that have lost their lives due to, in many ways, evil that exists in the world, or people making choices um, that then hurts other people, or, or could even go so far as to end their lives. And it's very—it's a very confusing time. It's very uh, to be in this moment of so much happening around the world, and us being so connected to it all that we hear about all of it. It really does hit home to this podcast, which we actually recorded many weeks ago. And it will be very interesting as we come across, you know, Tracy does make a couple of comments about um, the the ISIS uh, or ISIL group that uh, is claiming some responsibility of some of these recent terrorist attacks and, and how a, a, a God-fearing Christian should respond to um, the existence of groups like that, but then also even just the, the humanity of them. And in some level... Uh, if, if we are to respect our own free will, there needs to come with that a realization that others have free will as well. And that's a very tough place to be in light of all of the people suffering from others being able to choose what they want to do. And the, the big question is, where is God in all this? And so we're going to dive into that in this episode. Um, it, it, it was just kind of laid out this way that we would release this episode uh, on, on this time and uh, making the connection that 
this is a question on the forefront of lots of people's brains. What, where is God in all this? How can, how can people even be doing some of the things they're doing in the name of their God or a God or perhaps even the same God? How does that work? What happens there? Obviously, we don't address any of the current um, you know, ramifications of things in Paris or elsewhere around the world in this podcast. We're talking at a more general level, but the fact that these line up, I, I think, is is no coincidence in the sense of this is a very pertinent topic. And as we'll discover throughout the podcast, something we could be talking about for years and years. So uh, let's pick up in the middle of our conversation where we're sort of recapping where we've been and then going to um, project into what this podcast is about. Don't tell me how to live my life. And we'll find out what that's all about. So maybe we start off with, let's say somebody near me does something to me. Okay. Or as a result of them doing something, I now am experiencing pain right. and suffering. How do we approach that from the standpoint of God is a just, loving, merciful God who wants the best for everybody but allows – what, did you lose some notes? No, I'm fine. No, okay. But 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 this this merciful, just God somehow is allowing me to experience sure. pain of no fault of my own. Right. And these are the harder ones emotionally to wrap your head around. Okay. Uh, you know, suffering come from the actions of others. A, a drunk driver comes along and, and, and you know, hits you and, and causes pain, suffering, maybe even death. Or sure. uh, an abusive relationship that started off wonderfully. And this is, you know, I love this man or this woman or whatever. But boom, something happened, mm. you know. Um, crime, you know, things like that. I, I, I'm robbed or assaulted or mm-hmm. murdered, you know, things like that. I mean, obviously... Or even the cyber crime. All of a sudden, I wake up and someone stole my identity and has wiped out. Uh, you know, all of these types of things. Unfair bosses. Unfair. You know, you, the list goes on. Mm. And when these things happen to us, it's harder to emotionally wrap our head around. It. If it happens to children, oh, shut the door, man. Yeah. I mean, now it's really hard. Right. Think uh, of the children. Exactly. So those are hard. And then just the the flat out unexplainable ones. Mm. You know, the the ones that just. You don't know. I've had things where I've gone into the doctor and said, what's wrong with me? And they'll say, this is what's wrong with you. And I go, well, what causes that? And they have, we have no idea. Yeah. You know, you just got it. Right. You know, and. We can tell it's here now. No but we idea have no idea where it came from. Right. right. Fortunately for me at this point, it's not been a fatal thing. But with some people it is. You know, just why did this person get MS? Or why did this person get cancer? Or why did this, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's no explaining. It's not because. You know, they lived a bad life uh, health-wise or whatever. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are harder to explain. But let's go, let's go back to the one about people, the actions of others causing me pain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Again, it's harder to see, but it truly does get back to God giving us free will. Because he Be- gave somebody else free Because will. he has to give somebody else free will. Exactly. He can't just say, I'm going to give you free will, but I'm not going to give them free will. Right. For God to be truly just, it's got to be everybody gets free will. Mm. Even if person A does good with their free will and person B does horrible things that hurts other people mm-hmm. with their free will, um, he's still got to give it. It's kind of like in America. you know, We, we can't say... Uh, we have freedom of speech. Unless you're talking against me, then you don't have freedom of speech. Right. You know, you, you can't say that. It's, it's if you've got freedom of speech, you got to have freedom of speech. Yeah. If you've got freedom of religion, you've got to let 
all the religions be there. You can't say, well, no, no, no. It's freedom of religion as long as it's a Christian religion. Right. You can't say that. So I can foresee how this goes is you're you're talking to God. You're Somebody uh, faulted you and, and wronged, wronged you. And, you. Okay. and now yeah. you are hurt either emotionally. Let's just say physically in the example of the robbery. You blame God. You say, why, God? This isn't fair. Why me? Why did and, you let this happen? And God's answering back in a sense what you're saying. This is the most fair I can be by giving you the ability to choose what you do and giving them the ability right. to choose what they do. This is like this is more fair than the system that you want me to create. Exactly. Okay. Because again, we see the fair system that's fair to us. Yes. You know, I mean, the truth is, I mean, that's that's just the reality of life. Everybody's what, a little self-centered. Everybody's <laughs> a little, you know, self-serving. Exactly. We are. It's, it's in us. But God looks at it and goes, "Okay, this is the way we're going to do it." It it also though helps me to to realize I'm not an island unto myself. I, mm-hmm. I hear people will say things, you know, in, in defense of, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a common phrase among addicts. You're like, hey, it's my life, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, don't tell me how to live my life. But what they fail to see is, is no, no, your life, though, does affect other people. If I am a heroin addict or if I am... I go out and, and do these horrible things, it will affect my wife. Mm-hmm. It will affect my children. It will affect my grandchildren. Okay? And it'll affect some friends. Now, other people it may not affect unless I really become a monster and you know mm-hmm. go out and hurt other people or whatever. But but we all have to see. God goes, you know what? You're a you're a family. Remember we talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the model. To, to God's perspective, he's God, we're all the children. So I'm tied to my family. Hmm. You know, I cannot, uh, how selfish would I be if I just said, oh, I don't care about my brother. I don't care what happens. I don't care if my actions hurt my brother. Hmm. That'd be incredibly selfish of me. Now, some people do go down that road, okay? Mm-hmm. But I think that's another thing that the, the, the Word of God teaches us, the Bible, as God tries to tell us how to live as a family, he's trying to say, guys, consider others better than yourselves. It's something he said in Philippians chapter 2. Mm. He says, don't look out, look out not only after your own interests, but also the interests of others. Why? Because your life affects others. Mm. How you live, the decisions you make affect other people. In the same way that you don't like to be wronged by person X, right. they probably don't like to be wronged by you. By you. <laughs> exactly. And so it's, 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 it's God's will. Says, okay, think about that. Think about your life. Your life, it yeah. is that butterfly effect in a sense, you yeah. know. It, it has effects on other people. And that's why God calls us to live the way he calls us to live, it's not for our own protection only, although it does do that, as we talked about in the last podcast. It does keep us from going uh, into things that will cause us negative consequences on our life. But it also helps the community around us not have to suffer. Mm. And imagine what it would be like if everybody truly was striving to live like God wants us to considering others better than themselves. And and I'm just going to do it God's way. Right. You're, then you're not going to have your drunk driver uh, having a crash into somebody because they know God doesn't want me to, to go out and get drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, he, and he certainly doesn't want me to go out and get drunk and then get behind the wheel of a 3,000-pound, you know, vehicle. Mm. God doesn't want me stealing 
breaking into someone's home in the middle of the night and, and stealing. God doesn't want me to stick you with a knife and say, give me your money. Mm. God doesn't want me going on a cyber crime spree and stealing your identity and your credit card numbers so I can buy me some stuff with your credit. Mm. God doesn't want me doing that. So imagine if we all truly did do things God's way, we wouldn't be having this conversation about this issue. Right. Uh, because so much of the suffering uh, would, would, would end. I think the suffering we're talking about at the hands of other people, almost invariably, it gets back to, you know, it's people who are strayed away from what God wants, hmm. strayed away from what God calls us to. Now, some people do it in the name of God, but just because they do it in the name of God does not mean God is endorsing it. Hmm. And that's another thing we've got to see. Just because someone says, I'm doing this in the name of God, you know, God could be up there going, hey, don't pull me in on this. I right. do not endorse this whatsoever. Right. Uh, so, I mean, just because Timothy McVeigh, in the name of freedom of America, blew up the, the, the federal building in Oklahoma, okay, trust me, he was not operating with the blessings of America, even though he claimed he's doing it in the name of America. Oklahoma City bomber? Yes. Ah. Uh, Timothy McVeigh is a guy. That, right. My, my yeah, neighbor's a, friend lived in his old house. What the, Weird. Oh. Up in Chicago area. Oh, there you go then. All right. <laughs> Anyways. I think about you. I'll never think about you the same. But, <laughs> but uh, no, but they, he, he says, well, sense. I'm doing this in the name of America, in the right. name of freedom. And America's going, no, 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 no. You are not doing this in our name. Right. A lot of times I think that's the way uh, sometimes, I don't know how else to say it, crazy religious people. Mm. who actually spread hate and, and hurt in the name of God. Mm. And God's saying, no, that is not what I want. Mm. Look at the Bible. Let's get into the Word. Let's look at the real God. And that's what we try to do. Real people trying to find the real God mm. uh, and what's going on. And the so, way we we believe that here at the Champagne Church of Christ is the the Bible is is a fantastic source, if not probably... The most firm source we have to go to to think about what does God think on this? But you got to really look at and you got yeah and you, and you got to you know check it out right and see what it says. There's a there's a verse uh, that, that kind of goes along with this in Timothy First mm-hmm. Timothy chapter two. It's kind of long uh, one through seven. I don't like to read long readings like this on the podcast, but but you it's can. pretty important. Go ahead and read it while I check to make sure we're still recording. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's, um, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. So we stop right here. We see well, one thing we learn, he, he wants all people, God wants everyone mm-hmm. the best of us to the worst of us he asked them that now this is paul talking to timothy here saying pray for kings and for authority they're under the roman empire for crying out loud it right. was it was one of the cruelest uh most prejudiced racist empires towards anyone who was not them right and the readers were first century christian and they were not them they right. were not the roman paul's talking to them no. but yet he said Pray for these people, okay? And why? So we can live peaceful, quiet lives in all holiness, you know, and, and godliness. Why? 
Because that's really what God wants. He wants everybody to be saved. From the worst of us to the best of us. He wants everybody to be saved. He wants the communists to be saved. He wants the Muslim in the Middle East. He wants ISIL to be saved. He wants ISIL? The ISIS, ISIL, I don't know. I don't know. Either Either. What are you, you going to call them? I don't know. Um, he, he wants the drug cartels in Mexico to be saved. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, he wants North Korea. Right. Everybody. But then also, because I know where my mind goes. All right. Where as, does your as mind a, go? As a Midwestern, you know, good old boy. He also wants the people that think they're they're doing good. They think they're just living a good life. He wants them to also be in a right relationship. Absolutely. With with himself. I mean Yeah, I mean that's my point. He wants everyone. Right. Okay. It's not God's will that this kid, these two kids uh, go out on senior prom and uh, have sex in the backseat of the car and she gets pregnant and he says, hey, I'm going to college, I don't know. And then now here she is, 18 years old, her whole life is on hold because she's got this child and blah, blah. That's not God's will. Mm-hmm. God's will that they be righteous and pure, live godly, you know, holy lives. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen. It's not God's will that the drunk driver gets behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not God's will that these things happen. It is his will that they live godly, holy lives and, and peaceful lives doing his will. God has an eternal goal. He's got an eternal agenda. I mean, oftentimes we have a very temporal agenda, like what's happening to me right now. Yeah. God has this eternal agenda, and we probably should talk about that at another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And going into more yeah, detail. I, I was. But that's what he does talk about here. He wants everybody to be saved. That's just what he just said here. I want mm-hmm. everybody to get saved. He provided Jesus, a mediator, to help us all be saved. But then here's the kicker. He gave us this message. He goes, because I want everybody to come to the knowledge. I want everybody to have it. Mm-hmm. All the people we just mentioned. He wants everybody in North Korea to have it. He wants everybody all over the world to have this real message. message of the, He wants you know, to find a real God. The farther and farther we get away from that message, the more and more opportunity for us to hurt one another Mm. we get. And with seven plus billion people on this planet, there's a lot of opportunity for people to hurt each other. Right. And if I get away from this message, what does that mean? Chances are my kids are going to be away from this message. What does that mean? Chances are... My son's sons are going to be away from this message. If this goes three, four, five, six, seven, ten, twenty generations, that I'm getting away from the knowledge of him. Like this verse said, God wants us all to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. But if I get away from that knowledge, then the more messed up I am, the more I'm going to hurt other people, the more that's going to be the norm. That's going to be what happens. That's going to be, as people call it, the world we live in. Mm. That's why those who really love God understand, no, I've got to tell them there's another message here. There's another way to live. Right. Um, It's a better way to live. It doesn't hurt yourself, and it doesn't hurt all the people around you. So we do have to kind of wrap this up here. And I think this has been fantastic. It hasn't fully hit. We, there's still a whole other area that we kind of need to hit. But and, and the truth is, Bob, this is an issue that we will probably never 
fully say, you know what? I got it. 100%. Yeah, I'm there. I'm all there. on it. This will only take yeah. two podcasts. This yeah, will only it, take... I mean, you could do this for the next 20 years and you're not going to totally have it. Right. But we, we try. We're well, planting seeds. Planting yeah. seeds. And and I do think it is probably is time to transition out of direct talking directly about pain and suffering. Uh-huh. Because I think in many ways what we've done is we've answered the question, why uh, can there exist pain and suffering alongside of a you know uh, hypothetically a loving just merciful god God. we figured that out a lot of it has to do with there is randomness in giving us the opportunity to choose yes and so we are without choice there would be no random without right right. you can't yeah yeah we are completely separate beings god is not directly us and we are not directly god there's no strings attached so check we've kind of figured that out but then what I'm wondering and what I, what I think we're kind of moving into a lot with what you just, the passage out of 2 Timothy. 1 Timothy. Sorry. Chapter 2. Timothy, though, chapter 2. Uh, starting in what verse? 1. Yeah, 1 through 7. Starting yeah. in 1. Yeah. What I think you're getting to is the big question on my mind now is, okay, so you've got a God who's just merciful and loving. He just doesn't. He just doesn't have anything to do with the dumb choices that I'm making or the right. people around me are making. So I'm wondering what's there left for him to do? Yeah. Why does he why is he even a thing in the first place? Can't we all just be doing this without a God? Like, does he actually do right. anything now? And I think a lot of what this passage is looking to is yes, there are things that he already has done or can continue to do. And I think those would be good topics to discuss sure. in light of, um, you know, when we're even talking about bigger things like natural disasters yeah. and, you know, so-called acts of God as insurance documents would stay. Right. And things that are, you know, that's kind of that third area of pain and suffering that it's like, this mm-hmm. is so big that it has, it has it's kind of that cancer sure. uh, situation that you described. So in many ways, I think we're going into this, we're talking about, you know, so then what is God's role? What 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 sure. does he do? What's well, the reason for him being? And before we even get into his role, we're going to mean we, we've got to get into his agenda. Okay. Because, you know, what's motivating his role? Ah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure, I mean, sure. You know, that really is huge because sometimes what we think God's agenda is or what we want it to be. Misinterprets his may, actions. Yeah, may misinterprets his actions and may or may not be right what we think his agenda is. Gotcha. So, yeah, we would need to look at that, I think, first. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome. Great. I think this has been uh, stimulating, engaging, awesome. As always, please reach out uh, through Champagne Church at gmail.com or visit our website, champagnechurch.org. You can also find us on Facebook. Obviously, just search the title of the church. And, yeah. Yep, Champagne Church, uh, uh, Church of Christ. Re- yeah, on Facebook. Right? Reach out, um, connect, and uh, we'll keep talking. All right. And walking. Until next time. Walking and talking. Walking the talk. Okay. <laughs> talking, walking. Well, there's uh, episode four. Pretty heavy-hitting topic. It, it's a topic that has existed since the beginning of time and will continue to exist. And in many ways, what the Bible offers is deeper understanding into these topics and not necessarily a a, a firm, um, you know, closed-door answer. We're just done with this. So actually, that that kind of leads into, we'll have an episode 4.5. Um, the episode was getting a little bit too long to, to tack on an interview on this one. So what we did was we, we, we separated out an interview with um, a woman who works in town here uh, and actually just got accepted into a professional MBA program uh, at uh, the University of Illinois. And her husband and three boys are all going through the experience of her finding out that she has cancer. 
yet again. Um, after a year of battling with breast cancer, she finds out that there uh, has been cancer found in her lymph nodes and um, has, now has to go on uh, chemotherapy. And we're going to talk with Tasha Chambers about her experience, what that's like, uh, where she's currently, you know, head, heading straight into both going to school and going into chemotherapy. Um, she's going back to school out of being out of school for a long time. So lots of going on there. And I think the tie in here with our topic of pain and suffering, which we'll pro- probably walk away from after this uh, interview, um, is, you know, we've covered, I stubbed my toe. Uh, we've covered someone pushes me into the coffee table, which causes me to stub my toe. But what happens when it's none of those things? It's a earthquake. It's a tornado. It's those bigger, as we were talking about at the end of the podcast, those acts of God. It's cancer. It's things that we can't explain sometimes with current um you know medical sciences or maybe we can explain why they're there but or, or how they were how they got there but not why are they there in the first place and in many ways Tasha's walk and what she's going through helps us can help all of us in in thinking through a response to all this it doesn't have to be the response but in many ways that's a that's a powerful topic and and can can be one that causes a rift in a relationship with God, why did you give me this? And I think also very apropos with all of the the news going around in the world and the various attacks in countries and in Paris this past weekend, uh, we even have a, a giant earthquake, a magnitude 7.0 earthquake right off the coast of Japan um, just in the past couple of days. And I think that that really ties all this together. No one, no person on earth is to blame for the for the earthquake. Uh, who's to blame next? Uh, where is God in that situation? And even as I'm recording this outro to episode 4.5, an aftershock of magnitude 4.8, uh, closely off the, the coast of Japan, triggering a small tsunami, is it's just there, and it's all around us. And the more we know about the world around us, the more evidence, it seems, that we can stack up against a God who's just not around. Why is he not there? And I don't claim to say that Tasha's interview in this next podcast, 4.5, will answer that question fully. But what it does and what I we're, we're hoping this podcast will do is it will provide real people seeking that real God in a way that will help those of us that are going through these things to see what is it like to respond in a way that God advises and in many ways, that's what we were getting to at the end of this podcast for with, if we just looked into how God wanted us to respond, what could we learn from that? And it might not necessarily answer all of our questions. So take a look out for episode 4.5 and, and hear from Tasha about her life as, as we interview her on her upcoming battle with cancer a second time. <laughs> 